0: How do you guys tell if you're lactose intolerant? Because I'm starting to think I might be. I drink milk
1: and then I shit myself. Are you lactose intolerant? (laughs) Sometimes. What? What? So sometimes when I drink milk, it makes my stomach upset. Sometimes it doesn't.
2: Okay. Most humans are, it's like bee stains, like everyone's got a certain percentage of it. It just right. possibly gets worse as you grow older.
0: Right, but this is one of those things where your race actually like makes a difference. Like The reason there's hardly any dairy in a lot of Asian food is because Asians have a higher like percentage of mm-hmm. lactose intolerance really? than white people. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. not
3: know that. Yeah, no, uh, lactose tolerance is actually very rare across the entire population. Uh, planet. Lack of huh. tolerance. Tolerance, yes. yes. Yeah. Huh. And
0: and, and whiteies have most of it. Yeah. It's um, almost
3: entirely a European thing.
0: Right. And I come from Wisconsinian stock. Like my dad's from Wisconsin, the so you're people. like extra white, <laughs> right? Which is why I'm like worried that I'm about to like disgrace my family by <laughs> not being able to enjoy these delicious dairy
1: products. They're gonna exile you. Gosh, what will
3: you do if you can't enjoy my amazing mac and cheese recipe? Shit
0: myself while enjoying it. <laughs> They're going probably. to exile
1: you to, to Japan because of this.
0: No, they'll just exile me to Michigan, <laughs> like mm.
4: the
1: land of the, the lactose
0: intolerant <laughs> white people. It's just you're just part of the worst.
4: Northern
1: is now <laughs> oh. i pretty sure that's the new jersey people yes. they don't
0: they don't really count as northeast and north are two very different like parts of the country that's right? that's fair that's fair i
3: don't think new jersey should be counting any demographic just you know They're cut it off in the f- yeah just cut it off in the entire mainland and just heave it out into sea
1: mm. i feel like someone being exiled from their family because of their lactose intolerance is the plot of a wes anderson movie before you get
0: into your excellent segue by the way um <laughs> I do want to say because Sarah's family's from New Jersey, mm-hmm. and so Sarah's. I've I've been up there a couple times to visit. And I will say, like, I thought, you know, what, I'm I'm lucky. I'm going to like the nicer parts of New Jersey because sure. her family yeah. lives on an island called Wildwood, right? Mm. Which is like it's one of those summer towns, right? Where the whole the whole Island essentially exists based off of people coming there to vacation in the summer. Right. We got a huge boardwalk with like yeah. all the theme like amusement parks and that kind of stuff and a huge beach. Sure. Even that, I was like, you know what sucks about New Jersey beaches? There's too much beach. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> I'm trying to walk like <laughs> half a mile of sand before I could get to the water. Oh, yeah. That is the worst where there's like way. That. Like it it feels like it's constantly low tide. There's only low tide and lower tide. Yes.
0: And and also and I'm like I'm a big guy, right? And so eventually I'm like, Dude, I need some snowshoes or something because this is uncomfortable walking this much sand. Do you need a camel to take you to the sea? I felt like I did <laughs> and and the only other experience experience that I'd had with New Jersey beaches was like in media, right? Mm-hmm. Where, oh, the always sunny crew goes to the Jersey shore oh, and it's like littered with needles and trash and everything well, yeah. like that. that was a good episode. and there was litter on the beach. But, it, but it, it wasn't needles. It wasn't like pandemic level needle beach, right? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. But at the same time, you know what else is there? And I feel like if there was a state that invented this animal, New Jersey invented the seagull. Because they're just little <laughs> shady assholes that are like like, it's a thing on the beach. Yeah. that you have to have a jacket with you. Sure. And I'm like, why do you have to have a jacket on the beach? Or like a blanket or something like that. And they're like, it's so that you can cover yourself while you try to eat anything. Because <laughs> these little assholes <laughs>
4: we'll fly will just down. fly
0: down and steal the food from your mouth. <laughs> so like, we've got like n- these delicious hot dogs that we made before and brought with us. So we're having a delicious hot dog on the beach, which is, oh, it's nice. It's kind of, it's one of those things like, you know, oh, you have a marshmallow when you're camping. Even if you're not huge in the marshmallows, it's yeah. just that's the right kind. You gotta time do it to, exactly. So we're having a hot dog on the beach, and like Sarah's like, oh, make sure you get under your towel. Make sure you get under your blanket. And I'm like, w- who? Why are we here? What is <laughs> this? Isn't
3: enjoyable? So what, f-
0: <laughs> this is this fun. <laughs> so you just like to
3: be tormented by seagulls.
0: So, and I feel like that's that's how Rick feels when we watch Wes Anderson. Movies. <laughs> no, no, I have a better
1: one. Here we go. So I feel like. The story of a Wisconsinan who is exiled from his family for being last host intolerant and has to go live in Jersey If this maybe this beast that you're going to. And like he, he like is eating his his sad, lonely hot dog. I'm not on the lonely. Beach. I'm there <laughs> with Sarah. We're having a nice well, time. Okay. He's eating his sad, dairy free hot dog. Oh, <laughs> and,
0: how and many dairy he's... full hot dogs are you eating? Those <laughs> throw dogs. Yeah, exactly. It's a custard dog. And then
1: the, the seagull swoops down and steals something infor- important from him. It's like maybe a wedding ring. Like he's getting ready to Pose on the beach in in Jersey, and a seagull swoops and down. Also, the seagull's his... got
0: an eye patch, <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. flips him. The seagull
2: bird and, and, he's and just on. has he's some, also like narrating the scene,
1: and has some really unbelievable dialogue. Like a seagull would never talk like that way. What,
2: like what you way?
0: feel those. You just you said I feel like, and then you listed all that, and then you just petered off. Oh, that's what the, do you feel about it? Oh, that's a
3: Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Thank
0: you. That was not a better segue than the one I just did.
3: Sorry, you right, fucked look, it up the first had, time I did it. We had two good segues that both of you ignored, and then we moved on to a third terrible segue. I feel like that's that we a, finally go through with it. I
1: feel like that's a uh, microcosm Rick, for our <laughs> entire podcast. Oh no, I Basically.
0: thought you were about to be like, I feel like a group that fails on two segues and then it has a horrible drawn out segue it's a perfect Wes Anderson. Movie. I mean, it is. Uh, Well, tonight we're continuing our Wes Anderson month. We on three or four? We're on three. Three. And uh, just a reminder to everyone, this is all done intentionally to torture Rick because he doesn't like creative artistic expression. He likes by the book Hollywood popcorn movies. Uh, So, you know, this is really just done to to poke him in the ribs and say, ha ha, look at me. I'm a fun movie with interesting artistic direction and... I mean, interesting and, and and not cookie cutter. The fact dialogue, that you can't even finish
1: this sentence in any believable way tells you how it's very
0: Tonight, we're continuing our series by watching Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox came out in 2009. It currently has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written by Raul Dahl and adapted oh. by Wes Anderson. It was directed by Wes Anderson and it stars. You're not going to be surprised. It stars Bill Murray shouldn't, and Jason Schwartzman. Shouldn't you have like, and, told us who you are first? Willem Defoe. And I'm Josh Birch, an analyst <laughs> in Nashville. <laughs> and
1: I have a repetitive cast. Just go ahead and, and just start, it's, and start from and the George beginning. George Clooney. Just say it. <laughs> so, give us a better intro and then you can read oh, that shit again. No, oh, you I like can this. put this at the end I'm, of the podcast where it belongs.
0: Guys, you know what this really feels like? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, a very slow irritating murder attempt that's what this feels like or you're trying to drive me to suicide
0: a Wes Anderson movie Damn. hi I'm Josh I'm an analyst here in Nashville and, uh, I, and I lost my tail
1: I am the fantastic Mr. Rick Fox and I don't want to watch this mother
3: cussing movie hi I'm Andreas I'm an analyst here in Nashville I know literally nothing about this movie for once
2: I'm Brian, I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I look good on you. And And we're Opinionated.
0: And as I said before, we're watching Fantastic Mr. Fox tonight. It came out in 2009, has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, was written and directed by Wes Anderson. Not written. Well, written, sorry, was adapted and directed by Wes Anderson, originally written by Roald Dahl. And it stars George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. Willem Dafoe, Owen Wilson, and, like, a ton of other people. Who have also been in Wes Anderson movies. Including Wes Anderson.
1: And Urbane Fox cannot resist returning to his farm-raiding ways and then must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation.
0: I think all of us except Andreas have seen this movie, right? Uh, Yeah. Brian, you've seen it? Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed this less than i thought i would the first time i watched it mm-hmm. because i like i liked all the other wes anderson movies that i'd seen mm-hmm. um i don't dislike this movie i just watched it and i was like
4: eh, yeah it's, uh,
0: it's okay it's not it's not the bees knees it's not the end all be all for animated movies but it's it's okay it's cute and it's it's charming enough but i think this was the one when we watched isle of dogs i said that something about his stop motion animation just felt weird to me Yeah, and that's because this was the movie that I had seen it's yeah. just
1: very off putting
0: it is and I think they improved it a lot when they got to Isle of Dogs Yeah. yeah. Um. but in this one the animation is mildly
1: uh, creepy at all times
0: yeah and maybe they just need more frames like more individual yeah. like moving the clay a little bit each time or something maybe. like that because the, the animation, you know, the stop motion animation felt cleaner and felt more smooth in Isle mm-hmm. of Dogs. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it feels a lot choppier here. That might be um, true. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy the movie, but this is not one of my like top ranked Wes Anderson movies either. Uh,
1: based on the ones that I've seen, I would probably put this at the top of my uh, Wes Anderson movies. and For I've... style or story? Yes. And oh, okay. I... My memory of this is that I watched it and I thought, okay, that was a thing I did, mm-hmm. and that was about it. And then later, I found out it was a Wes Anderson movie, and went, "Oh, that explains so <laughs> much.
0: That's why I have this pit of bitterness in me."
4: <laughs>
2: Brian, what do you think? Um, I feel like I've seen this this same story for the movie several times with other animal movies. Okay, like Over the Hedge. And that turkey movie and the chicken movie mm. and just about anything that involves animals doing blank against
1: humans. Well, oh, I wonder if that's because of the book that uh, Roald Dahl wrote. Like, mm. I feel like, like that they probably the archetype for. Yeah, they probably were, took a lot of inspi inspiration from that, and then just this is the first movie that actually directly adapted it. Okay, I, I'm guessing that would be the case. Yeah. So that's what makes sense to me. It could be completely inaccurate. Also,
0: also, if we're honest, like the idea of. Oh, what if the animals could talk English and had their own little adventures? But they were scared of humans. Like that's ex- not exactly like. Oh my gosh! What a wild and you out there concept! Out yeah. the oh water. my gosh! Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's a fairly standard concept. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of animal
3: form before. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I think
0: the first the first movie I ever saw that had like that form that you know oh mm-hmm. the animals have like cute little sports coats and hop around but they're still like afraid of humans and are like stealing from their gardens. I think was like the Peter Cottontail. I move. was just thinking that <laughs> too. Right. I yeah. was yeah. yeah.
1: I was thinking Fern Gully myself, which I kind of want to do Ferngully for for the podcast feel like one day. I Fern
0: Gully was less of that and was more like here the animals are having peaceful time and the humans are the ones being asshole as opposed to like the I'm a rabbit, and I'm going to go steal from the humans, and I'm my mischief might catch me. am a little, little troublemaker. That's fair. Exactly.
1: I just also am trying to think of other movies that I want to do more than this, and it's most of them. You tried to convince me to
0: start our King Kong vs. Godzilla month early. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. We got the first trailer, like, this past weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we did. No, we're finishing this month, Rick. <laughs> you, you have earned your punishment, and you will sit through it. I
1: earned it by helping the podcast make good decisions about the Mulan movie. Hopefully, you've learned
0: your lesson. <laughs> 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 have, have, you, like, have you seen a trailer? Do you know anything yeah, about it?
3: Yeah, so I actually saw a trailer for this movie just before it came into theaters, and yeah. I just saw it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because mm-hmm. at, at that point, all I'd seen of Wes Anderson movies was most of Royal Tenenbaums, and I was not impressed. Okay. You're I still am yeah. not impressed. I don't care for that one.
1: Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> We Shocker, know I know, but that's the one that I... I think that was the first one that I saw that I was like, oh, this is not for me. And I think the the Life Aquatic was the next one that I saw, and I'm just like, oh, this is not for me. I feel like both of those end on fairly depressing notes. I don't know that I
0: finished either. Oh. Both of those are more depressing movies as opposed to some other Wes Anderson movies where it's more like cutesy and fun. Yeah. That's so, fair. Hmm. Uh,
1: Moonrise Kingdom
3: was cutesy and fun. It was yeah, cutesy so. and fun. So, yeah, I... I saw the trailer for this and I was just like, I think it was the animation that just kind of put me off. I was mm-hmm. like, this is awkward. Yeah. I recognized George Clooney from the uh, from the voice and everything from the trailer, but I didn't have any desire to see this movie. And mm-hmm. then I started getting into a little bit of Wes Anderson later as, as I started seeing more of his films. I was like, I should probably go back and watch that at some point.
1: No desire to watch Wes Anderson movies, huh? wonder what that must be like.
3: No, just that one particular movie. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. No desire to watch this particular movie,
3: and I wonder what that must be
1: like. Oh, my gosh. You, I mean, you, it's not you, like a drama queen. <laughs> it's not like I don't want to watch it.
3: I'm, I'm actually very curious to see what it's like. I just, I never got around to it. Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't we go ahead and get around to it?
0: You know, if you're getting around to things, you might as well get around to buying Rick's book. He uh he That's really, true. It's called Fate's Pawn, and it's out on Amazon in paperback and
1: E-reader forms, yeah. The In paperback fact, form doesn't look like shit anymore. Yeah, he,
0: he <laughs> revamped the paperback so it's actually a book you'd feel like uh like putting on your shelf. Again, it's called Fate's Pawn, and you can find it on Amazon. Additionally, if you enjoy the podcast and want to help support us, our Patreon is live. That's Patreon.com/Opinionated. uh For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content. You can get first impressions episodes from back when we were doing those.
1: Movie theaters still existed. Hey, we're going to come pretty close to one with the Godzilla versus King Kong. That's true.
0: That's true. Uh, you can get <laughs> uh, some tabletop gaming episodes and even some listener requests. So definitely go check those out if you're interested. Again, that's patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we're going to be back in just a minute after we're finished watching The Fantastic Mr. Fox.
4: And so it begins. Welcome to the fantastic world of Mr. Fox. Woo! Should we dance? Ah, his life is fantastic. <laughs> Pure wild animal craziness. His wife is fantastic.
1: If what I think is happening is happening, it better not be.
4: His neighbors, not so fantastic.
3: This is Bogus Bunts, and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in his valley. What was that? They're digging
4: us out. But they're about to discover. Oh, Foxy. Is help on the way? He's one fox. I've got an idea. You can't out fox. Mole, what do you got?
3: I can see in the dark. We can use that rabbit. I'm fast. Badger, demolitions expert. What? Since when?
4: Here, put these bandit hats on.
3: I don't have a bandit hat,
4: but I
2: modified this tube sock. We look good. Yeah, we do.
4: And blast my bar
2: box. <laughs> Josh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) do me a favor, all right? (laughs) Just edit this so that you put it after the music at the end of the podcast. <laughs> you don't want so this that, included? So that people who didn't need to hear all of that horrifying nonsense <laughs> don't have to. And the people who want to know what the fuck I'm talking about right now.
2: They
0: want to hear the very the, the family-friendly
2: bits.
1: Extremely family-friendly. Of all course. Of it. I don't
2: want them to hear any music at the beginning. I just want the first words they hear is sandblastic fart box. <laughs> <laughs>
3: anyway. Timmy, let's listen to your new favorite podcast. Clink. Anyway.
1: We're here to talk about the Fantastic Mr. Fox, not this horror. So can we, I guess, talk about that? I don't really want to, but I want to talk about this less. Okay, okay. All right, all right.
0: (laughs) Leaving the topic we were previously talking about, Mm -hmm. as important as it may be. Which you can find after the music at the end of the podcast. I think my feelings on the Fantastic Mr. Fox stand from the previous time that I watched it. There's a lot stylistically that I like, there are a number of characters in this movie that I really enjoy. Um, in particular, I really like the villains. Uh, I mean, they're very cartoonish, right? There's not a lot of depth to any of them. Sure. But as, as just like, oh, that's the skinny bad guy and that's the fat bad guy, right? Yeah. Like, and that's well, the
3: alcoholic
2: one. Yeah,
1: there's there's basically the main bad guy and his two bad guy henchmen. Yeah, even I,
2: though they're all supposed to be, like, comparable to each other. Right. I like the, the
0: different, like, action scenes and the it it wasn't so much of a heist because you know, typically when I think of a heist, a good portion of it is like the planning itself.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. It was a Wes Anderson heist.
0: Uh, or more just like an action, a sneaky action sequence. Sure. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed those. But I gotta, you know, something you said repeatedly while like downing your liquor and <laughs> moaning <laughs> into the side of your I chair. I did not have enough liquor. Let's be clear about that. It was... It was <laughs> Was that you hated our two main characters, and although I don't, n- wouldn't necessarily say that I hated them, I do agree with you that, b- that both Ash and Mr. Fox are kind of assholes. They're yeah.
1: gigantic, yeah. constant assholes throughout the entire movie, and they sort of walk it back a little bit at the end, but not enough.
0: So, okay, so uh, talk about some of the ways that these two are just
1: dickbags. Okay, so we'll start with Mr. Fox because he is the main main character of the movie. Although I'd say Ash is also a main character. Mm -hmm. The only main character is Josh. Oh, okay, Rick. Whatever you say, (laughs) bud. But I would say they are the two focus characters of the movie. Uh, They, Mr. Fox is, like, he starts off the movie doing incredibly dickish things. Not in, like, a, like, he kicked a puppy on the way to, like, you know, do whatever. But just, like, he seems incredibly unpleasant to be around. Yeah. Because the first thing he, that he does... He doesn't take advice from anyone. It's not even that he doesn't take advice. It's that he specifically asks, which of these two things do you want? And then when the person says which of the two things he they want, he's like, ah, but we should do this thing because of these reasons. Yeah, And it's clear that he didn't actually want to, like... Know which of those two things they wanted. He just wanted to be a dick about it.
2: Yeah. I Maybe he expected not, her to
0: pick the same that he would. I don't even think that he wants to be a dick about it. I, because at, you're, because you're right. there's he no is, point where like. He's being intentionally like throughout the movie, he's doing things very selfishly, mm-hmm. but he's not doing things to intentionally hurt anyone aside from the three
1: farmers. You're right. right. It's it's not that he is going out there out of his way to be maliciously a gigantic prick. It's that his head is buried so far up his ass that he cannot constant he cannot see or think of any other being because all there is around him is his own ass. Can well, think of Christopherson. Barely. He thinks a lot about Christofferson more Chris than Opherson, any other character in the movie. He kinda thinks kinda about Christopherson. Yeah,
4: it's lot. a bit concerning.
1: It's, it's <laughs> genuinely strange yeah. and off-putting. You
0: know what you know what Mr. Fox kind of feels like to me? He feels like that guy at your ten year high school reunion who comes back and only then learns that everyone kind of considers him a bully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. like yeah. back when he was in high school, he was like, Yeah, like I had tons of friends and everybody loved me because no, man, I was-
2: Michael Hague you. you were a bitch to michael <laughs> exactly
0: exactly because he's doing things that like oh it feels like he's doing things that oh this is this is what's going to be great for my family my family are really benefit from this and it and it's something i want to do so we're going to buy this house on top we're going to buy the tree on top of the hill right and oh come along plumber f- friend that i've made mr opossum kylie whatever mm-hmm. his name is like you're going to help me with my house because of course why wouldn't you want to like you're my heist guy now and like he's doing these things that he's just he's making assumptions for everyone around him that the thing he wants to do is going to be something that they either want to do or something that's going to benefit them so they should just go along with
1: it. The problem with that is that the movie does not do really anything to convince us that that is the case. Like it is almost actively going out wait, wait, of its way wait, to convince show convince us that what's the case. That he's doing these things that like will eventually for the benefit them, or family. for the benefit of them, or that he could see it in a way that is for the benefit of them, because it kind of just goes out of w- its way to constantly highlight what a incredibly well, selfish asshole. Not, is.
0: not not even necessarily that it's always for th- what's best for them, mm-hmm. but like this is something I want, and of course they'll go along with it. Like why would that's it? much this more cool. yeah.
1: that's much more more viable. But the thing of it is, is that like it is hammering on that constantly throughout the entire yeah. movie and when it finally stops he doesn't like change and become like a much less <laughs> selfish person yeah. Yeah. he's no he doesn't become some kind of selfish or selfless person who is trying to think of others it's just that his plans work out. And so I guess it's ok now.
2: he acknowledges that other people th- other than him have skill other than fucking Christopherson because that guy was like, the Jesus when he showed up, but that wasn't the
1: <laughs> that wasn't the real problem. It, it was not that he was not like acknowledging other people, although that was what led to his son being such an incredibly dickish little shit throughout mm. the entire movie. But his main flaw was that he was a thoughtless asshole who only yes. thought of himself. And that basically continues because the reason that he like quote unquote changes is that he sees the damage that his actions have caused, but he doesn't like become someone who is now selfless. He sees that, oh, this thing is causing me guilt for for the things I've done. I will do things to assuage my guilt. And if it helps everyone else out, that's cool. But like, Mm -hmm. really, this is about making me feel better about myself.
0: I think tonally I agree with you because because the way that he acts Like, personality-wise, doesn't change at all. But I do think there are some examples of him doing a selfless thing, even if that's not necessarily him changing to be a more selfless person. Um, The one where he's talking about, oh, you know, I'm going to go sacrifice myself to save everybody. I think that kind of falls into what you were saying, the bucket of, like is he doing it because he's being selfless or is he doing it because he feels really guilty for everybody
1: right yeah that definitely because he feels guilty <laughs>
0: but later on when they're up and they're like going to rescue Christofferson, he does like automatically without question volunteer himself to be the one to stay back and try to distract the rabbit dog yes. which would
1: hit a lot harder if, if it didn't feel like he could have just walked away and the dog would have just stayed there because he has to get like incredibly close to the dog with a squeak toy for no fucking reason agreed. at all
0: agreed but i do think that that's an example of him doing something selfless that we wouldn't have seen from him earlier on in the movie yeah um, I, I agree with you. It doesn't f- like by the end. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like way. he's. It doesn't feel like he's made any permanent like changes. Yeah. By the end of the movie, because right. he's still. He's still doing his whistles and clicks, and he's still like, oh God. like just kind of high on his own bravado, right? He's not mm-hmm. acting
1: like he's selfless because no. that's that's the the flaw that they have highlighted consistently throughout the beginning of the the entire movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. they they have not really made that work. Um, I would say that uh, his son Ash makes a better turn. Yes, but by the time it happens. And partly because I'm not buying Mr. Fox's turn, I really don't give a shit. By the end, I um, the re- especially because the other thing that happens that signifies the change of him, like suddenly, I guess, getting athletic skill for no reason, it just doesn't land because I don't know why he suddenly now can do athletic. He understands things. he's
2: a piece of bread. I hate this so much. is lighter than a piece of bread. All he needed was a little bit of meditation. He,
0: he, he, he was had right been there. thinking previously, Previously, his mindset was that he was heavier than a piece of bread, and so he wasn't able to do all the cool fox tricks like his dad was. But then Christopherson was like, hey, you're going to try and do some karate. Remember, you're lighter than a piece of bread. And Ash was like, oh, shit. You remember i wrong this whole time.
2: You remember how Naruto was really bad at ninjutsu for his entire life, but then
1: he wasn't? <laughs> yeah time skip happened and suddenly he's good at things no a night happened and then he was good at
2: things <laughs> uh, cause he had
1: he had the best ninja Q of well, all hard work hard work and being the reincarnation of ninja jesus
2: and this is the reincarnation
3: oh, of the spoilers, fantastic guys. mr fox
2: yeah yeah this is and, and who else
0: could be fox jesus
3: sarfison Quote, unquote. The
0: All right. Race. Well, you <laughs> got me there. Andre. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk about Ash a little bit, because while I think that his like his change of character, the lesson that he learns and he changes to be a better person or Fox mm-hmm. or whatever is more believable. I care less because I just enjoy Mr. Fox like the fantastic mr fox more. He's he's more fun to watch on screen. Ash is just an asshole.
4: I
1: See, prefer Ash. And I I'm I lean I lean towards Ash really? actually. Yeah, because the things that mr fox that are doing that are supposed to be like charming or make me like like him more because he's such an overwhelming dickhead, yeah. they just they they wrap back around themselves and
3: make me hate him more. <laughs> See, I like Ash more as a character because I can actually kind of understand why he's a dickhead. Yeah. He's a because dickhead. I sure. totally agree. Yeah. But like I I get it. Like, sure. He has some pretty huge inferiority complexes going on. Everyone
2: uh, absolutely is, everyone who knows him and is his family does a weird hand thing when they talk about him and say he's weird. For no reason he's telling like
4: yeah. he's weird. not weird.
1: Like, that's that's part of the problem. No, here. he's weird. He wears he, he wears a,
2: kind he of wears a cape no. and tucks his pants his
1: pants, Sweatpants pants that's not that weird for a 14 year like i get the impression that he's like 14 to 12 somewhere in that all right let, let's
2: all remember that rick
0: was homeschooled oh i remember that's yeah. fair that's right. fair rick rick in case you don't know uh ash is a fucking weirdo like sorry I <laughs> hate to break it look to you. But look, this
1: i was homeschooled kid. and
3: i agree he's weird what he's is a weird
1: kid. other than the fact that he dresses weird in what way does he act weird that is not just him being a dickhead
3: uh let me see here. Um, he spits on the floor all the time. Spits on the floor all the time. He calls that one out that one out himself. So, so kind of some That's of the social a- cues stuff like when yeah. he's talking to the girls. That's yeah. I
1: put those both under being a dickhead because, like, he doesn't just being weird. He doesn't just spit on the floor for no reason. Like, he spits on the floor because someone has said something that he doesn't like, and he is responding to that by showing his disdain. Yeah, okay. Which, Th- there are the reasons for of, things
0: that he does, but which, that doesn't make him not a weirdo. In the
1: context of these weird ass animals, including his dad, who for no goddamn reason whistles and clicks, like he's not yeah, that he's weird. weird. Yeah, that's also weird. It is, but, but I don't see. But they don't acknowledge
2: that. him as weird. Exactly,
1: he well, doesn't feel weird. A possum who just randomly stares out in the middle of space. So like, well, yeah, I can't that's, take it, him. That's
0: a, that's a possum thing. Like, yeah. I think
1: that. And you've got like all of them who, anytime there's food in front of them, they just rip it apart rather than eating it. You've got you've got like the the two. Whenever they get in a fight, they just start growling and hitting each other. Which okay, fine. You're going for an animal thing. I get that. But in the context of all of this. Spitting on the ground because you don't like something isn't that weird. That is an actual normal human behavior in certain cultures. for you your disdain. I
2: don't want you to spit on my floor. It's my nice floor. It's not a nice floor. It's literally dirt. Yeah, but it's there. that's animal good floor. Yeah.
1: It was not good character. They name. wanted to leave it also, because it was not good. Also,
2: he
0: wears a good. cape and tucks his pants into his socks. We can just stop it there. Also, I'm the sorry, but when had you're a kid, a, a dirt
3: floor, and they specifically called it. I was being a nice dirt floor.
0: Also, didn't really, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, but when you're a kid, you don't like the other kids. Don't come up to you and they're like, all right, you've got one. You're like three weird strikes, and you're weird out. Sorry, like no, you're right? It's they like, go oh, immediately you're under the, the one. You're the, you're, you're hey. All of us other kids who are wearing, like, T-shirts and shorts. There's the guy who's wearing a cape and his sweatpants tucked into his sock. That's the weird kid. But
1: you've also got the kid who's apparently just the cool kid who just randomly will go meditate for no reason. Like, that's weird. Oh, yeah. No, and IRL, he he would also be the weird kid. And you also have, like, the badger that is just randomly, like, setting shit on fire. Well, no, he's a demolitionist. No, no, that's that's no. I'm not thinking of the badger. I'm thinking of the, the 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 bully kid. Beaver. Yeah, the beaver. He's a bully. And then you have the girl thing that's just like fox. Yeah, the girl fox that I'm. That's just like yeah. I'm gonna mildly state Actually, whatever that I'm beaver didn't have, have a
2: beaver tail. I don't know what he was like a muskrat. Musk or something. Maybe. Or
4: something. Yeah. Maybe but he had a, the face a of a beaver. Hog? Yeah. Could some be some be. kind home. of rhythm.
0: yeah. Yeah. Rick, I'm sorry, but like none of those are as weird as the kid who wears a cape to school. Yeah. The cape is weird. I'll
1: give yes. you the cape is weird. Ash,
0: Ash is weird, but and, and I agree that a lot not of his behaviors that
1: weird in context is my main point. Yes, he, also yes, his behaviors,
0: his asshole behaviors, can be explained away by his inferiority complex and the way that his parents don't really tell him they love him. Mm. <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah, I get that.
1: Why doesn't his mom tell him? Because like she's well, not that weird. She's not a bad parent like Mr. Yeah, Fox. but she's
2: dead inside. She's clearly fucking. Troubled and dead and stuff. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say she's fucking like the badger or something. No, I mean she was apparently the tart in her day.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, she in the emotional scene where Fox learns his lesson and they're having their heart to heart, it ends with her saying,
2: "I shouldn't have married you." Yeah, yes. and that's like, super weird because that's like- very Wes Anderson because he's like, he he's like, there's a little whimsy in the real world, but this is still gonna be a a, a message about the real world to where you're not going to live in a fantasy world. You're going to live in a fucking sewer and just get used to the silver lining of that.
1: Here's the thing. I'm seeing something of a pattern in these movies. Like in the last movie, we had Bill Murray married to a woman that's cheating on him. Yeah. And like that's never dealt with in any way except to say like Bill Murray's just like, my life is miserable and I wish I was dead.
4: Mm-hmm. In this yeah. movie,
1: we've got the line of like, I shouldn't have married you. And that's how we're going to end our emotional... Arc it seems like they the kind of us.
2: reconciled in the other movie when they were like wanting to save the kids from the, the I tower. I didn't
1: get anything about them reconciling. I saw that they are
2: they held each other's mo- hands and smooch on the head. Like there was there was the feeling to want to move forward rather than just be dead inside right there. We in didn't the Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah,
4: yeah. We I didn't guess see the I don't.
2: Reconciliation I don't remember, it, but we saw the feel of. It.
1: I don't remember that, and because we didn't see the reconciliation, it of was it, really it weird that they did not land. Didn't,
2: there was no reason for them to want to be doing Which is bigger.
1: Sort of a problem to yes. me. Like, I need that. I need that, like, understanding, especially if you're going to go out of the way to, like, do all the scenes they did, or if you're going to go out of your way to be like, hey, the last thing we're going to say to each other in this movie, I wish I had never married you.
2: Well, they Shit. talk after
1: that. After it's he saved their lives. The last and... meaningful yeah, thing that is not, the, like, vague dialogue in, in the context of a group setting. Of,
0: yeah. No, I, I get it. I feel like that's Wes Anderson, though. Like- I
1: hate that. That's why I don't like Wes Anderson. He doesn't understand human beings. He is an alien inhabiting human skin.
0: Dark shit happens in real life, Rick. Some of
1: it's pretty real. People, I have,
0: people have bad marriages in real life and don't get divorced. They're just unhappy. That yes. happens in real life.
1: This is a movie about sentient animals mm-hmm. not about real life well, nothing about
0: this movie well, look, has it, anything know, to do with real life it wouldn't have been realistic for her to have made him promise not to go stealing chickens and then not to have been pissed off about it later yeah like they
1: had to it's address it for marrying a dude that she knew was gonna go steal chickens later well she you know she
0: thought she could change him she was young and naive yeah
2: there were like two in five years yeah. <laughs> human years actually it is bothersome to me that they are going
1: out of their way he's going out of his way to paint so many characters as being deeply flawed and to not really deal with any of those flaws in any meaningful way there is a like i'll give you
0: it's humanizing to show someone as not just a perfect like cardboard cutout of a person i'm not looking
1: for a perfect, like, angel of a character. I don't like Christopherson either, but I Wait, need... Wait, why
0: don't you like Christ? Like, I don't have any problem with Christopherson. Why because don't... he's
2: so... He would be obnoxious. He's like Superman. It would be a pain in the ass to always have I mean, this yeah,
0: thing there. Yeah, if I had, like, Mr. Perfect Jesus cousin who came in and was, like, doing triple-axle perfect eyes off That's the why top you don't bridge. like him.
1: That's, that is part of it, but it's also that But Christopherson... I don't have that,
0: and I don't care that, like, I'm not jealous of this fox. I think he's fine.
1: <laughs> I don't like it because his purpose isn't to be a character his purpose is to show that ash is inferior in every way until he's for no reason not at the end of the movie he's
3: basically just how is that his fault
1: yeah he's a what's wrong with what's wrong with him it makes him a dull character that i don't enjoy watching he's just a like super goody two-shoes that exists to be perfect and that's not fun to watch any more than a character that is an unredeemed yeah, unredeemed asshole by the end of the movie. Because I'm not gonna say unredeemable. Yeah, you could obviously, redeem him. They obviously. just don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. an unredeemed asshole by the end of the movie who's just a dickhead the entire time. He also is not fun.
0: I didn't have a problem with him. I thought he was. I thought I. I, I didn't feel like he was a perfect goody two shoes either because at multiple points he like tries to address shit with Ash and then Ash is an even bigger dick and so Christopherson's like. All right. Well, I, I don't want to get into a huge fight about it, so I guess I'll just let it go. Wait.
1: So your example of why he's not a good person is that he tries to reconcile with a person who's been nothing but addicted the entire time. That's my point. Is that everything he does is because he's a super good person? He is constantly on that like, I'm gonna do the right thing in this situation, no matter what, even if it screws me over.
2: Wait. wait, wait, wait. You never
1: see him break down. Wait, at all?
0: So, so you don't like the people who are assholes because, like, they've got problems and they're not
1: good all the time? But no, they, no, they are not good all the time. Not, they're not good all the time.
0: No, Mr. Fox isn't an asshole the he whole time. He is an, asshole the, an asshole the entire, entire time. time. He is
1: sometimes charmingly an asshole. No, at least in theory. Anyway, continue your. point. I will
0: say the point that that really that I think the biggest point, the point in the movie where I was the most annoyed with Mr. Fox. Is where he stood up and stole Badger's toast. That was like. What the hell? I don't know. What the
1: actual hell? That was one of the most colossally dickish things I have ever seen put to film. And I don't mean like evil, because like I've seen like Voldemort kill people or Darth Vader choke a dude to death because he like failed at an unwinnable mission. Like that is more evil. But this thing is like. It's, it's, it's pure that, spite. It's pure spite, and it is on a, a level that is relatable. Like, I could see this happening in yeah. real life, someone being that much of an that's arrogant dickhead. Spite. Yeah. Like, so it just, it it's it's like that scene in Hellraiser where the guy, like, tears his, 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 his like, hand on the nail. Mm-hmm. That's so much more believable than, like, getting stabbed. That it just, it hits you right in the gut of, like, ah! Yeah.
3: And so... I- completely missed this uh that shot i do not remember him stealing yeah the toast.
1: like the badger test. like stands up like they're all at the not, not at a
0: the piece t- of bread the badger
1: toast. is
3: giving a toast oh seals the actual toast yeah, 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 yeah. I, I thought for a second lighter, than a, piece of toast. Toast. lighter than a piece of toast <laughs> i was very confused there i was like i mean that's a dickhead thing but that's not like it's <laughs> not like how relatable. dare he steal
0: some of his lunch it's <laughs> the
3: way yeah. in
1: which he did it
3: <laughs> but no i absolutely agree yeah when he just kind of took over that toast, and did a terrible job with it.
1: It was so bad. It was and I don't I don't know if that's the joke or if Wes Anderson just is so removed from humanity that he thought that was a good toast. Because no, later in the movie no, he the does the an an, the later in the movie he does another toast that is just also equally as bad for it's no not reason. Equally
3: as not bad. as bad. Not it's not close. a good toast, but it's it's not you nearly know, okay. as horrible.
1: Because it is also not a good toast, but it is also not in the context of I'm doing the most colossally dickish thing.
0: How is that how is it even possible a bad toast? in this? Because he stands up and he's like, hey, I know my last toast was really bad and this is my fault. But so I'm this going is to, third toast.
1: So I'm going to ramble about some bullshit that I've got in my hands for a minute and then say something that is like vaguely meaningful at the end.
0: No, he's like, look, we can like, you know, I see a bunch of wild animals together and like with our powers combined.
2: No, that's can... the second toast.
4: You're well, well, talking, talking about the, market. Market. Yeah, talking about yeah, the yeah.
2: grocery store toast. Yeah. Oh. That's the silver lining of a shiggy life toast. Yeah, exactly. Which is a shitty toast. Well, that's yeah, but great. that's always his messaging movies is that the world is shiggy, here's a legal something in it. Fuck
1: you, Wes Anderson. <laughs> like
2: uh, I'm I'm
0: just I'm uh... I'm very tired Look, Rick, of this. Look, y- Rick, you couldn't say that the movie's shitty, but you got to find a little silver lining.
1: I to wanted it. to do a Godzilla <laughs> movie tonight. Godzilla will have his turn. And I think I would have been more generous to get to Wes Anderson had I not done three and next week four of his movies back-to-back. But I don't have high hopes. <laughs> have the, the style location. of this movie is really off-putting. And I know we said that beforehand. Style, uh, aesthetically? A st- like everything about like it. The like the
3: animation itself. The or animation the itself. The overall style the, of the movie.
1: The. Um- Okay, both the animation itself and the choppy way that things move is off-putting, but also the way that the animals Mm. are designed and the way that they look. Like bad taxidermy kind of stuff. Like when you see those scary wide-eyed foxes. Exactly, like that or just the way that he, like, I know it's supposed to be a fake smile, so it's not supposed to look right, but it just looks so wrong every time one of the animals does that Mm. weird fake smile. I would
2: be alright with that if it was just like that was the one thing. Like it's yeah. like, oh, there's the there's the little kicker thing. But yeah. it's just with all of it added together.
1: It just comes together in such a weird and just ugly way in a lot of ways. That, like it's not an ugly film, but it something about it makes me not want to look at it.
0: There are some animals that are worse than others, and I unfortunately I think the foxes are some of the worst ones. Yeah. yeah. I feel like
2: they were designed first and they're just using like um uh, pipe cleaners for the limbs since they did none of them have joints they're just right. like arms and legs are wobbly all the time but yeah. but
0: for me I think a big part of it is their fur and their mouths mm-hmm. um, some of the animals I think are designed really well and in ways that like I really like seeing them on screen yeah. Yeah. I really like Badger I think badger, 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 looks badger looks good and he works well and like the the moment when they're doing their dumb little like cuz like mm-hmm. they're pissed at each other for not listening to each other and they do their fake animal fight like yeah, i yeah. like that i like badger and that i really like rat as oh, a, yeah. as a character yeah. and also just design wise i think rat is really cool i like that i liked uh, william defoe william defoe's performance in it it was absolutely it was great yeah I, yeah <laughs> I also really like, because there's no way that this rat is as big as a fox, but I like that they're very much equals when they get on screen together like, yeah. mm-hmm. trying to fight each other.
1: I agree with that. I, think that. I think that you could have done more with what Rat does, because I do like Rat a lot. He's probably yeah. my favorite character in the movie, to be honest. Um, but I feel like he's there to just shake things up for a minute, and then he kind of just dies- randomly it feels almost like it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like this is the time for him to die that almost feels like it should be the entire climax of the movie i do because it reconciles his relationship with his son in a lot of ways
0: i do want rat to be more of the main antagonist or not not even because obviously bogus bunsen bean have to be like the driving antagonist right
1: but i want like
3: henchman uh evil animal exactly Yeah.
1: yeah yeah he he should be the vader to the um Bunce Bean and whatever the other one was with uh, Palpatine. Palpatine, yeah,
0: yeah, and then and then in the final showdown, he somehow lifts all three of them and throws throw them, them down <laughs> a <laughs> reactor that yeah, yeah. It
1: shouldn't exist there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those three farmers were going to a unreasonable amount of <laughs> effort to kill a fox, and I understand that the fox a like, stole a lot from them. I don't want to read that kids' book now, though. <laughs> like, I don't like. I feel like this movie did such a bad job of it that. It, if the it kids book, it. Well, if the kids' book is good, I'm going to be really mad because they did a bad job of it with the movie. But if the kids' book is bad, then I feel like you just wasted an opportunity to make a better movie than the kids' book was.
2: But if the kids' book is good, then you get one good thing and one bad thing, whereas right now you just have one bad thing and nothing else. True. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs>
0: I feel I feel like I read somewhere that uh, as far as like faithful adaptations, this is about... Ninety percent Wes Anderson, and only
2: uh, that's 10%. what I would think. That I feel is... like he just saw like the general idea.
3: He doesn't There's... seem like somebody who really adapts other people's work that much. No, he he's got to get his grubby fingers all yeah. over everything and just like stick
1: his weird, strange ideologies
2: I mean, all through. Everything. I like the
3: movies, but he does come off as a little bit egotistical sometimes. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time. Yeah, but uh, 98%. while we're while we're talking about the animals. The one that stood out to me the most, the most egregious of, like, bad design was Ash. Yeah. It was something yeah. about his yeah, face. Yeah, he looked weird. They he gave, just,
1: it was his proportions,
2: I think. like his, his face, face looked, looked mangled. Yeah. Well, I,
3: because he's it's, weird.
1: It's also yeah. that he, like, looks angry all the time. Yeah. Like, even when he is apparently not, yeah. he just looks like he is fucking angry and wants to bite you. Yeah. And- I think for a lot of the movie he does he is like in a very angry place. And it's sort of understandable, but it doesn't make me like him. Yeah. Like this movie goes out of its way for the first two thirds to, to just like hammer on like how unlikable these main characters are. And that's such a strange decision to me as a as a like person who also creates stories do you think we would like them better if we were much younger because i mean there that's
2: usually that appeal of Mm. the little troublemaker dingus feminist character is for a younger audience are we just past that point of recognizing the redeemable
1: i think i think me as a kid i would like christopherson Mm -hmm. because i would i I mean i'm i was much more of a like i still and i still am because i really like like uh, captain america and and Mm -hmm. and superman like i like the characters that are super goody goody Mm -hmm. but In this movie, there's not enough of Christopherson to balance that. Like, you need some, like, sort of hint of why we should be on this character's side. You need to do, like, the...
0: Besides just feeling sorry for him, because that's what it tries to give it right Right. especially when ash is like at least i'm not some loser whose dad's almost dead isn't that right christopherson and the whole family's like what the
4: fuck they're
1: they're right though is the thing well yeah and he's constantly doing that like he is It is one of the reasons i don't like ash (laughs) it's as though wes anderson was attempting to actively make us hate his main characters and just stop there like that's that's not the like beginning of the story where they will evolve past that it's just that's the whole thing hate these people please <laughs> but look how quirky and weird i am so you'll forgive it haha i like critics like me cuz i'm weird
4: oh my gosh
1: i'm not a marvel movie so it's fine i can do whatever the fuck i want it doesn't matter okay, hold on
0: guys i got to i got to straighten the table again it got tilted from rick's hate bone. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> i will say um You're talking about style, again, in this one. This, it also didn't seem nearly as stylistically creative as the other movies that we've seen. Um, In terms of, like, set design, like, I feel like everything, it it feels like everything in this movie is yellowish-orange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where the other movies have a lot of... Crazy Dive. color and that kind of thing. I mean, I
4: Love Dogs a- was
3: literally set on a trash pile and it felt a little bit more creative than this. Right,
0: well, and and this is very colorful. Mm. It's just, they don't shake up the color palette enough yeah. to where it feels, like, it. it, it ends up feeling visually draining as opposed to like Mm -hmm. visually stimulating because okay here's more orange again oh and here's our main character who's the same color orange again right yeah it, it ends up you know oh and they're trying to get cider and chickens which both happen to be orange again right like it just stylistically i don't think this is as good a work as the other stuff that we've seen i
1: will say i do want to try some of that cider it sounded tasty the way they were describing. It.
4: They did. And
0: it, sell it, it really tasty. well. Yeah. When they when they pop up into that cider cellar and it's all glowing gold. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it looks like uh, in Pulp Fiction when they open the briefcase. Oh yeah. It's and you can't see what's night. inside, but like that glow that like, yeah. reflects off of them. You know, like looking at it now, I'm like, maybe there was some cider in there because this cider <laughs> is just. It looked. I mean, you could, it wasn't like... Disguise. You clearly saw, oh, it's shells of cider, Yeah, right? Yeah. But the way that it was presented, it looked the like... The backlight. Like, yeah, it looked like Aladdin going into the treasure chamber to find the genie lamp, right? It's Where so it, accurate. It just looked like... They have found the hoard, and it is like the, <laughs> the hoard of stashed, <laughs> like the the gold piled to the ceiling, somewhere, and is all around them.
1: Somewhere in there is the Holy Grail itself, which is the exactly. only thing you're allowed to drink this cider out of. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just it, so tasty. I do so, want that a lot.
2: You don't want that donut filled with uh, it perky, turkey gizzards. Doesn't fo- sound tasty. Foie gras. No. No, it yeah. just no. sound, that's, that's not
1: okay. It sounded no. like something you would feed a wild animal for that's no reason. That
2: straight up sounds like food from. Uh, uh, the fish that the kid had to eat in uh, James and the Giant Peach. Uh,
1: yeah. You remember that?
0: I've I remember James and the Giant I like Peach. 10. I do not remember what you're talking they about.
2: F- no. Since he was an orphan or something, and when, when he went to live with those people, yeah. they just fed him microwave fish heads. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, That's gross.
3: Like no. microwave from raw? Or
4: I, like pre-cooked?
2: I, they look like when the giant megal shark that made them would just like eat fish, and what would come out was the fish he- fish heads on a plate. So I'm guessing not cooked. So,
0: going back to it, I do want to say I looked up. Um, oh, I was going to tell book. a story about microwave fish. Go ahead, Rick. You <laughs> tell your story about microwave
1: fish. <laughs> Just going to put this out there as a PSA for anyone who works in an office setting, although that's probably a lot weirder these days and not as common. Don't
2: but microwave shiggy food, don't
1: microwave fish.
3: Fish, fish or chicken that's been soaked in a uh, apple cider vinegar. Yes, that happened to my office. It was what? horrible.
1: I I mean, anything that's been soaked is, in vinegar. Is your office the same office that I Like, I'm talking about service stores yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just if you work at service stores specifically, don't microwave horrible smelling foods because yes. it just permeates. Also, the get the fuck out office. of the office.
3: You're not supposed to be in there.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to eat fish heads, I hope you get COVID. At, so. and, and one of my. <laughs> what well, if they're a fucking orphan and that's all they're
2: given? If you're an orphan... COVID will put them out of their misery. faster. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, they've got those good vitamins from fish.
1: Oh, it'll happen. I mean, it's <laughs> they're... so or- healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. or- <laughs> orphans, are, are, they just uh, live longer. Uh-huh. That's what they do. Because they're sturdier.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Laying there in the gutter. End my suffering. <laughs> no. You are immortal sheds. I, I
0: actually... I had a job once. It wasn't service source, but I had a job once where someone decided to microwave their lunch, and their lunch was fish and cabbage. No, Ah, which is quite possibly the worst combination. Were they
2: an old person?
0: No, they not like older than me. Yes, but not someone that I would consider like they're an old person, right?
1: This is the thing that I cannot comprehend. Who could smell the thing that I'm smelling? And I don't have much of a sense of smell to begin with, so like it's it's difficult to offend me with odor on any day. But that smelled so bad, I cannot imagine ingesting the source of that. Smell. I mean,
0: whoever it was, maybe they just really liked the taste of farts on the beach.
1: <laughs> That's fine. Don't bring it to me.
2: I played bass I f-
3: for the taste of farts on the beach. <laughs> oh,
4: God.
3: So, anyway, uh, I actually kind of liked the use of music in this uh, movie. Like, it got a little bit annoying as uh, Mr. Fox would turn on his uh, his little Walkman and uh, do a little sure. dance and everything. But the actual music that they played, I thought it actually kind of fit with the movie.
0: It fit. I will say I'm not the biggest fan of, like, mouth-harp banjo-picking. Yeah. That was a little music. bit too much. Yeah. A lot too much. Um, <laughs> way too much. <laughs> I I enjoy it, like, everything <laughs> in its appropriate amount, right? Like, I'm okay with a little bit of it, but the Zippy-da-doo-da-day song was horrible until Bean came in and was like, hey that's lazy songwriting and you're a shit songwriter. Flick cigarette. <laughs> see, at him.
1: This is the thing. That's supposed to be an establishing moment of what a jerk that guy is. I have rarely ever felt such a kinship with a character <laughs> in film as yeah. I did see, in that moment.
0: See, I told you Wes Anderson knew how to do a real person, Rick. <laughs> he just put you in the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he put someone in the movie that is clearly there to be hated. And it was the most likable character moment that was put on screen.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I will say, um, I went and read the summary for the book. Okay, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox, and and a lot of the plot points are very similar. Where Fantastic Mr. Fox uh, goes, and you know he lives with his family in a tree, and he's constantly bugging Boggis, buns and Bean to steal their stuff. They find out about it and go dig up his tree with excavators, and then like lay siege to his foxhole <laughs> okay. and like. He lives with with the other uh, animals and stuff in the sewers, and then they go and dig huh. their way back. So, like, the story itself is apparently very similar. You know, I'm sure there's some changes. In terms
2: of beats, like, what's the
0: ending? Uh, the the ending, Mr. Fox invites everyone to live secret underground neighborhood with him and his family, uh, where he will hunt for them daily, and none of them will need to worry about the farmers anymore. Um, and then boggs Bunsen, Bean are left waiting in vain for the fox to emerge from his hole very similar to what we yeah, saw i think the rough, only yeah. difference is that there's not a supermarket yeah. also he didn't probably burn down an entire town full of entire house. village of humans yeah. yeah but but all things considered i think it's it's probably much more that you know because again i saw those reviews that were like yeah this is 95 percent wes anderson like five percent raw doll right right yeah i think that's probably just talking you know i'm sure there's some story changes but primarily There's not a stupid like worse game than Quidditch in there. Like, it's just cricket. It's just cricket.
1: That's not cricket. Cricket is Quidditch. so. Critic. <laughs> uh, it's that's not just cricket. That is just it's cricket. It is. That's, you don't run inspired. straight
2: forward and do like weird Olympic stunts. And there's not a like a
1: pine cone that's on fire. Well, yeah, yeah, they
0: use human sports equipment. They're not having to use sticks and pine cones. They basically had the fire. perfect
1: paddles for
2: white and legal motorcycles and everything. Why wouldn't they have little balls? You've got a fair point, but still, it it's just It is very cricket. much
1: cricket-inspired. It's not just cricket. It's cricket whimsy. Yes. It's whimsy cricket. Whimsy cricket. It's probably actually what Wes Anderson thinks cricket is. It's probably what the game of cricket was based on.
2: Yes. Before sense. this movie, they were like, we need our own sport, but we don't know what to do.
0: Eh, slapchop slap-chop pinecone ball, or whatever the hell they called it. Yeah. Ugh. You're a little salty Sally. I am. I, I want to is... know where, because this was your pick, and you you only picked it because you could make a joke about your name being Rick Fox. That is
1: literally the only reason, yes.
0: So I want to know, because I know you've hated all of them, but where does Fantastic Mr. Fox rank compared to the other Wes Anderson movies we've
1: watched so far? We've watched Dead Last, easily. like okay. Not even yeah. close. Um, As far as, are we going into final thoughts here? Okay. Right, why am i going first then i'm going last because it's my pick he's got a good point <laughs> well, I don't,
2: let's just do whatever
4: just, just, just close, keep it loosey-goosey. We, loosey-goosey. loosey-goosey we can cut you
1: <laughs> in at the end josh in my mind this was the last of the of the movies that we've watched so far but i really want to know what you think about the movie first oh,
0: thanks rick sure uh i agree <laughs> that this is probably this is the the my least favorite of the movies we've seen so far yes um and it really does just boil down to two things for me. It deals, boils down to... <laughs> Mr. Fox and Ash. <laughs> Is the first one. Okay, <laughs> and Together, s- they're the first
4: one. Yeah, together,
0: okay. they're the first one. Just because, you're right, they are both kind of unlikable characters. Yeah. Even even the little, like, snap whistle thing that Mr. Fox does, I don't find that endearing at any point in the no. movie. No. It's just annoying. Not once. You think yeah. he's
2: doing that, like, as a, uh, a call to... Movies that have those, and you're like, Look, this is what this is like in
1: real life. Animals. I don't think so. I no. think that he thinks it's charming, but it doesn't, like, he doesn't even do it at times that make sense. It's right? just a nervous just, tick. Y- no, he it's doesn't. Make the, that's, a that's how thing. I feel like it for him. I think it makes more sense, but it, the movie, like, outright says, No, this is my thing. I just do this. But I, whenever no, he it a couple makes couple time achievements.
0: It makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, Oh, he
2: picked the lock.
1: Yeah, he click, fired
2: woo-hoo. the blueberries at the dogs and it worked. Click woohoo! He right, has yeah. a plan,
1: and then like he also does it like randomly. Like I'm pregnant. Click, click woohoo!
2: Yeah, that's oh, a victory a for him. But for it's clearly not. That's the
1: he's not <laughs> celebrating. He clearly is not happy about it. That's well, the yeah, he still got to
0: do it though, because otherwise his wife's gonna be like, "Hey, you didn't click woohoo? Are you actually which happy we're if, pregnant?" Which, if yeah. you
1: want to make that joke sell, you have him do it in a way that is clearly like. Where he click actually says woo-hoo. click woohoo instead, yeah, like it's, instead it's, of clicking and whistling. Click yeah, woo. or at least it sounds like off in like a, this isn't what I'm actually feeling. It's in a minor chord. Yeah. <laughs> woo-hoo. Exactly. What is the other thing you don't care for about this movie? Because I really just want to hear what people don't care for about this movie right uh, the, now. The other thing I don't like is kind of the artistic direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it The
0: stop motion animation isn't as good as it is in, in Isle of Dogs. This uh, is clearly
2: his first attempt. Right. Yeah.
0: It's weird and off-putting, and just, like, color palette-wise, it's it ends up getting tedious to look at, which is unfortunate. Um, my favorite parts of the movie are two of the side characters. Um, yep. Their little opossum friend, Kylie, is just... He is a cute character the entire mm. way through, yeah. uh, and he's fun yeah. to watch, and, and the little, like, sidekick joke like the time when uh when fox is doing his second toast all their food has gotten washed away and he's like look i'm sorry i know this is my fault i think we can do it i hope you accept my apology and he's like he doesn't have a a real drink he's like just toasting empty air Mm -hmm. symbolizing it and then he makes a swallow he pretends to swallow and throws down his empty hand right he throws Mm -hmm. down nothing but then kylie the opossum is like let's eat everybody, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> turns and stares at him because all their food got washed away and he's just going along with the bit like right. that's that's a genuine yeah. laugh like that was genuinely mm. funny and cute yeah um and the other character is rat yeah. i agree yeah, that yeah, yeah, I, d- yeah. I do want more from him but like i wanted him in more scenes i wanted him to have a more active role in being an antagonist for them but the moments we
1: have with him are su- are super good they're, they're super good
0: and and he's he's such a fun villain where he's like, you can tell he and Fox have this kind of rapport between, yeah. between each other. And and he's like that kind of like sleazy, respectful. Yeah, right.
1: like, like Southern gentleman thief. Like he's implying right. that he's banged his wife, but it feels like that's almost like just the like going through the motions of like, this is the sleazy thing that sleazy people This is what we do. Now you say the thing to me, old friend. Right,
0: it's like the guy in the old timey movies who like, He's like, you're one stand up looking dame. As he's like, got a toothpick in his mouth and he's flicking a quarter in the corner mm-hmm. kind of thing. Where he's like, oh, look
1: at that ball. And then at the end of the movie, Mr. Fox pours dirt water into his mouth <laughs> yeah. and tells him it's cider.
2: I mean, he was fine with, but <laughs> for that up. saying, just make the water look a little bit less not sewage. I mean,. The, it was just shit. It was just raw sewage. Like yeah.
1: That moment and the moment when Ash gets off of his bed and turns on his his train while Christopherson is crying under the table. <laughs> yeah. Both of those, I did not know whether Wes Anderson was trying to tell me that they are being colossal dickheads no, or trying to be going along with. Like just the way that it is framed could easily go either way. No, yeah, I agree. The,
0: no, I disagree. The way that it's framed is clear that it's supposed to be like, oh, he's trying to distract Christopherson. Oh. Mr. Fox is, like, he's clearly, like, paying respects to Rat. He's, like, setting him, you know, oh. yeah. But it's just not done effectively. But what like,
1: think- Anderson plays so much with the, like, social cues of things and, like, m- misinterpreting them like, okay. that, like, it doesn't, I-, I don't know. Like, I don't you're know what conv- I was supposed You're, to- you're not yeah.
3: convinced. If yeah. you take context out of these two scenes, it's incredibly ambiguous what's actually in I ambiguous.
0: agree, but I think the context is there enough for us to say that here's what they're trying to go for, even though it doesn't really work. Like, I think that he's that he's trying to, like, give Rat that last taste of cider. I don't think he's trying to be like, ha, I finally beat you down. Eat shit, Rat. I, I,
2: I guess what it is. I would totally see Mr. Fox after that scene, like, after a, a few second pause, like, I just make him eat drink shit water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he, he turns to Badger. He's like, you see me feed him sewage?
4: Click, <laughs> 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 click, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> he should have done that under his breath after he did that. Like, that's a personal victory. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> anyway uh kylie the opossum and rat the rat uh Mm -hmm. were my favorite parts of the movie um overall it's uh, this feels like a movie even though this came later in his filmography it feels like a movie where wes anderson's
2: still learning the still
3: trying to figure things out i think that comes from the animation but i mean he
2: surely he didn't do the animation no
3: he didn't but it's i imagine it's very different directing and producing but the story story and characters and dialogue and
0: I know I know you can riff on the dialogue all you want because you hate it in every movie, but I think right. that this movie has particularly weaker dialogue than mm-hmm. than some of the other ones we've seen. Yeah,
1: uh, I'd agree with that. And
0: so this feels, as a whole, like a movie where he's still trying to figure out his style um, hmm. artistically and in the dialogue and, and just all over the place. Right. Um, it just feels weaker as a whole. So overall... You know, I didn't hate it enough to be like, "This goes in the trash pile of movies. I'm gonna burn it." Right, but it's not necessarily one that I'd like buy or want to watch again. So I'll give it, uh, I'll give it two out of five um, butt band aids. <laughs> okay, Brian.
2: Uh, I really didn't like the music in this movie. No, uh, the
0: twangy music.
2: Yeah, the yeah. only song that was kind of all right for me was the like. The child chorus during the like town takeover of that Mm. of their little song of the three. I like Mm -hmm.
4: that,
1: but the placement of it was very strange. It was weird to be playing their theme as they lost.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's like their their downfall. Like everyone already hates them. Apparently, I guess. I don't don't know know if it's
3: necessarily like their theme so much as the theme that other people have for them because they're so mean. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it represents them at. What they view of themselves is what other people think of them, and True. that opinion is well, not and good. and
0: also, no one in this movie like learns a lesson. Everyone just gets their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah. except right. for the main characters. No, Fox they, doesn't learn his lesson either. He yeah, just he, loses
1: he, his tail. But that's not comeuppance. He should be dead.
2: Ash kind of learns a lesson. He's nicer to his cousin slash brother yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that to Ash. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And anyway, you that didn't was like my the music. that was my favorite thing was there. They actually had like a a little story arc and started to like each other and yeah. uh, appreciate what the other one does for the other. Uh, least favorite was uh, Mr. Fox. And, did Mrs. Fox have a name? What was her name? Felicity? Felicity, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that as their relationship in this. Yeah, it's bad. I appreciate him like, let's do something real, but fucking, it didn't end on a good note, and that yeah. sucks. No, yeah. Uh, Generally that and just his... His his feel for the, what, like what I said earlier, you live in shit with a silver lining attitude for a yeah. lot of his movies. I'm just not a fan of. And uh, their wireframe bogies, I didn't really like. So like maybe two out two out of five. Uh, you can go
1: lower. I I believe in you,
2: Brian. Don't worry, give do I'm sure give you'll drag the, first the average down. <laughs> what was that? What do I give the first one? A four. What, four? I didn't give four to <laughs> I, is don't, Isle I don't remember. I do feel like it was a
1: three and a a That
2: feels yeah. right. This feels about half of that. So, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that he's gigging beggar with his uh, child-like whimsy. <laughs> uh, two out of five uh, sock masts. The sock mask was funny. What was the that point of his yeah. wolf-phobia? There wasn't one.
3: No point to whatsoever.
2: He, I'm, sure, I'm sure if I read like a, a long article, like I'm, this is him coming to terms with blank.
1: There's absolutely some he pretentious scared, asshole out there who tries to explain it, but the actual answer is there's not one. It's but a, a what, bad part why did Wes Anderson put it
2: in? Because I'm sure he thought there was a reason. Because he's up his own
1: ass it. and pretentious.
2: Yeah, but up his ass, <laughs> he had a reason for this. Like what? W-
1: what was the the lesson they learned? Because I kn- he never had a. Maybe the wolf represents the wildness inside of him, and so he came he was to terms afraid of with it. it, it. And came to terms with it through expressing. He never seemed it in like himself. he was
2: afraid of it though. Because fucking... okay,
1: all right.
0: So I looked it up. You found yeah. the pretentious asshole. I, it at least makes sense. Yeah. Um. I have a phobia of wolves. Is how Mr. Fox pretentiously puts it. <laughs> Uh, which means what he means is that as a civilized canine, he's afraid of the primal animals and then later on, once they like rely more on their primal animal abilities, he doesn't have the same So he didn't
2: have a phobia of it back when he was wild, but now that he's like threatening his his wife and kids lifestyle of it, that's why he fears it.
1: But the whole Uh, purpose of the movie is that he did not change in between those times. Like if he changed at all, it's Yeah, but that's why he feared he embraced
0: his animalia.
1: But he was doing that all along. No, he's not for like the whole time he had kids. But he was desperately wanting to not do that. Like it's not that he was afraid of it. I don't. That feels like something he would have said all his life, not something he would have said after he decided to go become a newspaperman. Like he was living out his his wild dreams before that. I don't. No, it's a bad explanation. I don't like it. It's a bad movie. Uh, um,
0: The other the other explanation that I found was. Uh, Fox expresses his fear of wor- of wolves for reasons unknown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's at least more honest. I would be fine with that if that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Andreas.
3: I think I have to agree that this is my least favorite of the movies we've seen so far mm-hmm. from Wes Anderson. Uh, not that I think it's a bad movie. It's just it didn't impress me in any way. Sure. Um, least favorite part, as I said before, like this is super nitpicky, but... For whatever reason, Ash's like appearance, like specifically the face, irritated the shit out of me. I looked at, it looked like they dropped the figure in a blender. I looked at his oh, concept art; it was a
2: little bit worse. He had a lazy eye, which he might have in this, and we just couldn't tell because of the animatrons or whatever. His ear is like dwarfed to where it's like uh-huh. kind of stuck in itself. Mm. He's missing spotches of I think he's just supposed to be weird. <laughs> I, different
3: it didn't really come across that way so much as it looked like he got to a series of really bad fights yes it didn't come across that like he just looked weird so much as he'd look really rough and oh, that oh, did not
2: oh that fucking that fucking scene to where he gets a real sock mask with stars and then he looks at the screen like we're all fucking assholes like, you don't think i know what's going on here
3: <laughs> Uh, but my favorite part has to be all of the other side animals in this uh yes. movie. As we were talking about earlier, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um Rat and um Possum. Kylie? Yeah. yeah, the the opossum. A Definitely standouts. Um but honestly, really anyone who's not part of the four main fox family figures, they're pretty alright people. They're pretty all right. And they're enjoyable. Like I really enjoyed Bill Murray as the uh uh badger the badger thank you like he kind of phoned it in a couple of times but like yeah that's I sort of just I the old bill murray
1: charm <laughs>
3: he's always enjoying the, the character and the uh the interactions he had with other people overall oh god i just nothing impressed me with this movie like it's not i wasn't sitting there unimpressed uh, yeah not unimpressed, but i wasn't sitting there thinking like wow this is terrible but at the same time i was watching yeah. it thinking please give me something to be excited about. Yes. And it never really came through. Yeah. So I'm going to give this two <laughs> out of five. <laughs> uh,
0: I hate your rating system. Sorry. Uh,
1: Rick. I'm not going to like draw this out. I hate this movie. I mm-hmm. think it was very poorly done. I think it was very bad. I think it's all the worst things about Wes Anderson. So um, oh, yeah. my least favorite thing is Mr. Fox and Ash. Uh, my favorite thing is Kylie. And for the reasons that we've all discussed very thoroughly so far. Yeah. Um, Overall, I'm going to give this uh, one mouthful of sewage water that critics will tell me it is delicious, wonderful cider out of five. It's a good analogy. That is a good analogy. Well yeah. done.
0: You Thank should you. be a writer or something. Yeah. I'll if you it.
1: enjoy Rick's writing, you go on Amazon.
0: <laughs>
1: Facepot. <bomb. laughs> <laughs> uh, Pair back an ebook. <laughs> oh my gosh. You already got your one
0: plug. You don't get a second one. Uh, I. I nonetheless have enjoyed watching these movies with you just even just to hear Rick's bitching I am <laughs> glad I, I can am entertain excited you for, bitching. for next week um Grand Budapest Hotel is one where I have heard good things from people whose movie tastes I share and like the clips of and things like that the trailers and all that, that I've seen on YouTube all. Seem like this is gonna be a entertaining movie that I will enjoy a lot. So I I'm really it. looking forward to watching it.
1: I am also looking forward to putting Wes
0: Anderson month behind us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you want to listen to more of our themed months, we've got a ton of them. And all of our podcasts are available on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at Opinioncast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionated reviews at gmail.com. Uh, if you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes or Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, is the best way we have of getting out to the news. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Would you rather splooge sand or glue? And I said sand because you know what it'd sand be gritty means, right? and uncomfortable, but I feel like if you miss a, any glue during cleanup, like you're paying for it later at worse levels than sand.
1: Well, I feel like some of it's going to get stuck in the tube no matter what you do. And that means penis pearls. Well, no, <laughs> that no, means but you're going to be in a lot of pain later. But I feel like,
0: but there's no air to like dry it out out there, right? So as long as you like, you know, you squeeze from the sh- base of the shaft up and like clear out the. Tube, you ring out your don't, penis. Yeah. I
1: don't feel like you could wring glue out of your penis. I feel like there would no, still be but some you wait for it out. to
2: solidify and you, you just pull the... the whole thing out. No. Of your <laughs> it's reverse sounding. It's reverse sounding. Yeah. Oh god!
1: <laughs> I feel like sand because I feel like you could just spray it out and then pee afterwards and be done with it.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm going with sand too, but Brian went with glue. I
1: I don't like feel like, like your urethra
2: is going to adapt to sand as well as I feel like. It either way, glue.
1: I'm not going to be doing a lot of coming. No, I feel like I'm going to feel like I would have
0: more occasions to come if it was glue specifically. If I wait, <laughs> do
1: I get more pearls? Are you saying that you would want to use your cum glue for reasons or as like...
0: regular glue, man? Like if you I'm can gonna...
2: already use cum as regular glue.
0: It doesn't have the <laughs> staying power <laughs> of the Elmer's. And we're talking. And Elmer's,
2: de- we're not talking
0: Gorilla Glue here. It is. Oh, okay. yeah, we're talking, talking well,
4: Gorilla Glue.
1: It does Elmer's. if you're uh, dehydrated enough. <laughs> uh, it's like it's God. like
0: pee. Like you, you know, it turns like darker and stronger darker yellow, stronger yeah. and stronger, stronger uric acid smell. But it's the same. Like why? As the, the longer you go, like it goes from like a glue stick to like Gorilla Look, Glue. Yeah. I'm
1: not saying that watching this movie was a pleasant experience. But I wouldn't necessarily, equ- no, like, okay, so it's it's like the, the <laughs> go, go, go experience on. of coming glue, unpleasant, and it's going to stick with you longer than you want. Uh, but it's not like the experience of coming sand, which is coarse and unpleasant the entire time, no matter what's everywhere. happening. It does kind of get everywhere. Yeah. I feel like this movie is all over me. I feel like I need to. Show all right, me. I was down with your joke, but now I
0: kind of want to understand what you mean because the glue bit made sense. I did have anything same. to
1: really go with the sand bit,
4: and so <laughs> I tried to make it up as I went along, and it when didn't you, work.
1: W- did you assume when you come sand, the
2: sand is just like,
4: yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> it's not just a, a line
1: of sand. I don't think so. I think it's like a. I think it still stays the consistent. Okay, wait, are we talking like? Is it is the same wet standard at standard or sand. or is it like fine grain dust sand coming out of you?
3: I mean, it's gotta have some moisture. That's and like I assume it, it's it's up.
1: like it doesn't like become sand the moment it it, it, it like leaves you. It's sand the whole all way the through. way through. No,
0: yeah. no, 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 no. So so the moment it leaves the prostate and enters the urethra,
2: it's sand. It's still come uh, back uh, in the prostate. Okay, so, so it it's like not... a a portal of the sand plane.
0: Right, right. As soon as like the. I'm coming now, now it's sand or glue, right? So you're not going to like, if you pick glue, you're not going to like, oh cool. In five hours, I've just got a block of glue inside me that I need surgically removed, right? Like, well, nah, no. It, still it, come. This... You've
2: got organs in there keeping moving and warm This so is a silly-fy.
1: unpleasantly unfamily-friendly conversation. <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: I,
3: for one, would have to go with glue. Yeah. I think so, too. Because, I mean, like, the second you go to take a piss afterwards anyway, it's all gonna get go washed out, so I'd rather it be glue and not sand. See,
1: I feel like the traces of glue are gonna get, like, they're gonna be so thin that they're gonna get stuck there, but they're gonna build up over time, so eventually you mm-hmm. just have this big block of of like that. But you know how like those like little tiny slidey bit like the little lines of it that get stuck in places. Mm -hmm.
3: Sure. But at the same time like you're essentially washing it out with a pressure washer in your dick. I don't feel like it's enough
1: pressure to get it off the walls though.
3: Well and the other thing too is like imagine
0: with glue right. Mm -hmm. And I know I picked sand but imagine with glue like I mean I don't know about you guys but I and a lot of people I knew, like, you know, back in elementary school, you'd, like, dip your finger in glue because it was kind of fun to pull the glue oh, off yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. after it dried. Put
2: your whole palms in and then grab them together.
0: Right, exactly. It was kind of fun. Like Nobody glue. has that experience yeah. with sand, right? So you get a little bit in there. It's kind of fun to pull it off. And the person that you're with, maybe, you you know, you fill them up with your glue yeah they're gonna be way more pissed that's what
2: holds the baby together (laughs) they're
0: gonna be way more pissed about having a clean sand out than like oh like yeah it's annoying but you just reach a finger in there and like pull out the
1: the finger glove worth of glue that comes Mm -hmm. out right i feel like you're you're gonna be required to wear a condom
3: yeah i don't see any way around you can make a condom out of glue (laughs) (laughs) just come over the top of your hand yeah Just, let me just uh, slick this up real quick and uh,
0: give it about f- 45 seconds. It'll harden and we're good to go. That's
2: a one-piece fruit. Yeah. A paramecia type. <laughs>
0: I'm the glue glue man?
2: The glue... The, like, the glue comer? No, no. I the, the, the
0: condom condom man. <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. getting
2: a
3: raging
0: clue. <laughs> <laughs> i well, my clue over here. Oh, <laughs> shoot glue. I'm going clue glue. Hey, God,
3: can you imagine the sex talk from these two outcomes? They're like... Mm, gloomy clothes daddy mm. oh gosh mm. sandblast Sand my far box <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: god Josh
4: <laughs>
1: do me a favor alright uh, yeah. just edit this so that you put it after the music at the end of the podcast
4: <laughs>